So is a deal better than no deal? I think, well, these days it depends on what industry you're in. And I think it will be sometime before we know really what the costs of this deal are. I mean, the good news is we have some stability. But if you're in steel and aluminum, not a good day. Because, of course, Ontario is the largest steel producer in the country. And I think a lot of people forget they were slapped with tariffs months ago. And they haven't been making noise. But the companies I've been speaking to say they've been hemorrhaging business as much as a 60 to 70 percent loss in the last few months. And they're in the dark. I think a lot of them are looking at today's deadline, hoping for some good news. And they didn't see that today. And they haven't seen yet that federal money the prime minister promised. So there is a big there's a huge concern about, you know, are these companies going to be made whole again? Doug Ford said he was going to stand shoulder to shoulder with the feds on this issue. But if they don't like what they heard, what happens now? Let's bring in uh, Jim Wilson. He's the Minister of Economic Development, Job Creation and Trade. He joins me now. Minister, a very, very big deal today happening. We're told it's a good deal. Uh, I'll ask you, do you think that this is a good deal given that it directly impacts Ontario with farming and certainly with steel? Yeah, so we're giving it a mixed grade today. It's a, it's a a good start in terms of removing the uh, uncertainty for a lot of our sectors, mm-hmm. uh, auto sector, a uh, whole pile of sectors across the economy. But what's disturbed us today is uh, is really two things. The fact that federal government, everyone's known that dairy's been uh, on the table for discussion mm-hmm. uh, for a number of months now. And uh, in conversation with the Prime Minister this morning, we were unable to uh, ascertain what supports are going to be there for our dairy farmers. Um, as the Premier said in question period, if you're going to throw them under the bus, you need to tell us what their future is going to be. And the fact of the matter is they can't tell us what dollars are involved, what formula they're going to use, what the impact will be on the sector. They're really leaving, uh, at this time, our, our dairy farmers out, out to dry. And that's unfair. It's unfair to those families, the thousands of dairy farms in Ontario and across Canada. And it's disturbing to us that uh, that's the position we're in. I mean, I have to talk to dairy farmers uh, tomorrow, and I'm happy to do so, but don't know what I'm going to tell them. And surely to goodness, the federal government wargamed this before they uh, threw our farmers under the bus. Well, secondly, yeah, go ahead. Well, and secondly, it's the, the 232 tariffs. It's, it's interesting to us that we were under the impression, rightly or wrongly, I'm told, but it's definitely under the impression that the meetings we, I had in Washington on, in July and in August, and the Premier in August, uh, that uh, 232 tariffs uh, would go drop by the way, uh, on uh, steel and aluminum if they got a modernized NAFTA. And now we find, to our shock last night, that uh, no, that's not the case. That The federal government says they've been saying all along, we heard differently, that 232 tariffs uh, are, are a separate uh, negotiation. Um, uh, it's not logical. They dealt with the threat of 232 tariffs, these national security, uh, alleged uh, national security tariffs. Um, in, in the NAFTA, in the new, in the new NAFTA, um, for autos and auto parts. There's a whole big section about uh, how the U.S. can't do that unless we get over a certain quota amount of cars. Um, and then they tell us, oh, but any other 232s have nothing to do with a free trade agreement. Well, yes, they do, because it's a tool that, that this president has been using um, to thwart free trade agreements. So that power that the president has 
uh, needs to be needs to be dealt with, not just in the auto, well, auto parts. Yeah, and let, let me talk factory. about this because a lot of this is like m- most people just go, "What? I don't get this. I don't care." Yeah. But what's yeah. at what's at issue here is the fact that our steel producers, whether it's Stelco, Defasco, any of those um, parts makers, or any of those steel companies in Niagara across southwestern Ontario, they're still being par- charged ludicrous tariffs to move their product, and they're being hammered. And I don't think people are thinking about them today. Are you surprised that this government? would have agreed to this deal with that outstanding tariff. Absolutely, because it's, it's steel and aluminum today. Um, you know, I've got a big Apple industry in Simcoe Gray. It's apples tomorrow. I mean, it's whatever the president feels like doing. And so, well, he's doing it to stick up for, uh, you know, uh, American jobs, and we're doing our job by sticking up for Ontario jobs. And we're hit pretty hard today uh, in the uh, uh, agricultural sector. And a uh, great deal of uncertainty really uh, with these 232 tariffs, uh, you know, it's a tool that hasn't been used very much by previous presidents. But just three weeks ago, the president was on television, yep. you know, saying he found this loophole and he loves tariffs. And so it, they also took away the national security provisions safeguards in the actual new NAFTA. The old NAFTA had uh, a series of steps you had to go through and a series of checks and balances before you could declare national security reasons to override anything you've agreed to in the NAFTA agreement. The clause now says the only thing you have to do if you think that any part of the new NAFTA is a threat to national security, so it's the same as the 232 threat, um, is notify the parties for 60 days. Then go ahead and do what you want. So hardly a nailed-down free trade agreement when you've got loopholes you could drive a Mack truck through. Sure, but but this is politics because the dairy farmers, of course, that's a big voting base. And and I get why they're angry, but there won't be a lot of people that that will feel badly that they're out of this deal when they look at the greater good of the whole country. And we know that they can be made whole in other ways. However, steel, um, you know, we've got an awful lot of companies that have lost up to 60 to 70 percent of their business since this whole argument started a couple of months ago. And they are not getting any relief, um, and a lot of them are saying, we haven't even seen any, any help from Ottawa. So how will the province make sure that these companies that are all over the province of Ontario, given that steel is our is a huge deal in Ontario, we're the biggest steel producer in the country, um, yeah. how are we going to ensure that they get the help from the feds that they were promised and they haven't seen yet? Well, excellent point, Alex, because that's why we're not trusting them on dairy. I mean... It's three months ago they announced uh, that uh, steel aluminum producers would be able to get back uh, the punitive measures that they're facing uh, with the 232 tariffs. As far as I know, very few company of any, companies of anything, our job creators, haven't been reimbursed by the federal government. That was specifically mentioned by uh, Premier Ford to uh, the Prime Minister, and the Prime Minister said, well, it's a processing problem. And we've known it's been a processing problem for three months. Companies are hurting. Um, the Premier and I toured Honda about three weeks ago in my riding in Alliston. And uh, they're building a new uh, paint shop. Uh, mm-hmm. The frame of this huge building is a steel frame, and the sides uh, and the ventilation inside are, is aluminum. And overnight they were paying hundreds of thousands of dollars with the 10% um, on aluminum steel. Well, they go to apply for their money back, and there's a backlog in the process, and there doesn't seem to be anybody at the federal level that cares, including the brush-off from the prime minister today. So the fact of the matter is... They better not be treating our dairy farmers that way. They're going to have a lot of angry dairy farmers on the front lawn of Parliament Hill. I got about 20 seconds, Jim. Does this mean we're going to see a different tone between the province and, and uh, the federal government? Because you guys have said you were working with them. Has that changed? Yeah, we're still working with them, and there's still time. There's 60 days uh, before anything's signed, and there's probably another year before it goes to a vote in Congress. So 
we'll keep working with them, but uh, they have to share the information I know they have uh, for the future of dairy mm-hmm. and, and be honest and transparent. And today we didn't see that. Minister, thank you. We'll uh, talk about this again. Okay. Thank you, Alex. So we'll see uh, how um, this changes things, whether or not it gets to be a little bit frostier between the province and the feds. No question. There's going to be a lot of uh, word games over the next little while. Andrew Shearer will come up after 9.30. You know, what would he have done differently? What exactly what would he have done differently? It's one thing to oppose, but what would you do differently?